The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. And we are off and running from uh, a little bit of a different look tonight. Here at my uh, home studios. John King there at the Circus Sportsbook. And, uh, you know, what a little... Uh, little neutral site here, a little split squad, uh, Sean. And as you could tell, I need a, uh, I need a two-lane jersey in the, uh, in the background here. Okay. I'll work on getting you that. It's doable. Yeah, it's definitely doable. <laughs> but you have to be more of a believer in the fact that we can not only cover but take the Oklahoma game to the fourth quarter. So once I feel that energy – you know, that kinetic vibe from you, then it's all anything, everything you want. I'm going to quote the great movie Talladega Nights. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. You <laughs> have talked about Tulane being a little bit skeptical, still young. I've been the one saying, hey, you know, a lot of folks think this Tulane team's got uh, got some potential there. So, you know, you, I need to feel the vibes from you. I'm ready. I'm ready to take those points. I'll, give me my green wave shirt. Give me my green wave jersey. I'll, I'll be the number one fan come Saturday, Labor Day at 9 a.m. local time. I like it. I like it. I can't wait. We'll, we'll watch the game together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got, a lot of, uh, we got a lot to get to tonight, which is exciting. Uh, and uh, we will wait until we, uh, we really get rolling here to get your thoughts on, on last night. I, I know you and Femi. Uh, dissected it, but I got to hear it from your mouth to my ears about the performance from your guy, Jameis Winston, who was absolutely terrific last night. But Sean, um, you know, I thought 18 losses was enough. I I can't fade them again. (laughs) Well, we probably should have faded the Baltimore Orioles yet again. They are trailing 13 to eight. And the crazy part about it was tonight 
in front of uh, an announced crowd of about 8,000 there at Camden Yard. So rocking atmosphere. Um, the run line for the Angels was only plus 124, or I should say was plus 124. It was it was a bargain now, uh, looking back at it. So uh, neither you or I or producer Aaron ended up taking it. Uh, I just, I felt like Dylan Bundy on the return home I don't know. I felt like there was a, a potential for the, the losing streak to end, and it looks like I was very, very wrong. And, and it's, it's crazy because they've actually scored runs. They've hit the ball well tonight, but when you give up 13, it's hard to win in baseball. Last time I checked, it was 13-8. to eight. To me, the over was the play. <laughs> it is uh, incredible. Uh, the New York Mets and their gauntlet of a, uh, of a stretch here against the Giants and the Dodgers. Uh, not ideal for them. They trail eight to nothing as they uh, try to grasp at what's going on. But you, uh, you have the Bronx Bombers tonight down in uh, down in the ATL, and and this result has to be happy for uh, for Mets fans. At least they won't lose ground as right now. Now you're trusting the Yankees bullpen to close this one out, which is always a worry. Uh, but the Yankees continue, man. And you say it all the time, Sean. Uh, riding streaks in baseball, and the Yankees have been as hot as anybody in baseball, and they're continuing here tonight. You know, Andrew, and Andrew's coming off a pretty good start against the White Sox in his last outing. So, with the way they're hitting the baseball, I just think you have to ride this until they prove differently. Uh, the game's not over, though. It's bottom of the eighth. The uh, Yankees are up 5-3. to three. The 0-2 count, no outs. I'm also sweating the Rays Phillies. I have the Rays to win this game. It's the bottom of the ninth, two outs. But the Phillies do have a man on base and a man at the plate. So, Hopefully the Rays can get out of this inning and the Big King can go ching, ching, ching. <laughs> the Big King. That's can right, go baby. Another shirt? Is that another shirt? Absolutely. The Big King goes ching, ching, ching. <laughs> well, I thought you just faded the NFC East when it came to football, but apparently you dropped the uh, the C and you uh, you get ready. You, tra- you uh, fade the NL East, too. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Let's do it. <laughs> Well, I, I got some uh, got some fun stuff about the NFC East. I want to get to uh, a little bit later on in the show because uh, there's a new favorite in that division, and we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on in the show. But what do you say? Two different sites, same energy. Let's get it rolling. It's the nightcap here on Veasan. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. Uh, yes, we are in two different locations tonight. Sean at the home studio. No, wait, I'm at the home studio. Home base is where Sean is. He's at the Circus Sportsbook there, taking it all in, firing on bets. And once again, for those folks maybe listening on the radio and missed the uh, the first part of the program, Sean, as you look at what's happening in Philadelphia and in Atlanta, uh, what are you hoping happens? Uh, I have the visiting team in both scenarios. I have the Rays and the Yankees tonight. Those are my two sweats. Both teams are up by two runs. Uh, the Rays game is in the bottom of the ninth. It's a full count, man on second, two outs. If they can get this out, then the big king goes ching, ching, ching. Again, little more to do in Atlanta, but the Yankees are up 5-3, and the Phillies just fly it out, and another win for my Rays, who I also have a future bet on to win the World Series. They are playing at a high level at the right time. Uh, another ticket cashes here. Uh, been a little hot streak for us. So if you guys haven't started following our plays, then you definitely should start 
now because baseball, hey, I might be becoming an expert. Yeah, I know. You need to, uh, we need to be following you. I need to be texting you more. Uh, you better get used to me uh, firing you texts and saying, hey, You're who block. you on tonight? <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you'll on purpose give me the wrong plays. Be like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I changed my mind uh, on that one. But not at all. Uh, looking good, looking good. And the team that you despise, the Cincinnati Reds, mm. uh, they have a three-one lead over the Milwaukee Brewers. As the Cincinnati Reds, uh, they're staying hot. Uh, the Padres about to get underway, and uh, what we all expected to be a massive showdown. And right now, it's a, a team that's uh, struggling a bit in the San Diego Padres. But you can get the Padres. Uh, at a little bit of a plus price, plus 126 right now uh, at Circa as they go up against the Dodgers tonight. That game about to get underway momentarily, so we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, tonight, we will uh, preview the ACC. Once again, we'll hear Sean's pitch on how Clemson will lose three games this year. Um, Mike Barber from the uh, Richmond Times-Dispatch will join us later on in this hour. We'll have our good friend George Shahuri from Pro Football Focus, and then a little bit later on in the program, Brad Powers on everything there is college football, including week zero. Uh, you know, Sean, if thinking back to your uh, coaching days uh, at USF, would you have liked to play in this week zero or the later the better? Oh, absolutely. Earlier the better. Like, you're ready to go. I mean, you've done spring football the, the, the previous April. I mean, you've had summer conditioning and workouts. You've gone through mat drills. You've had training camp. You've had... You know, probably between spring football and training camp, you know, 10, 11 scrimmages against each other. So, I mean, you're dying, you know, to play somebody else and, and go ahead and, and get the season underway. So everybody would love to play that initial game unless you have some kind of injury situation that occurred where you need a couple extra weeks to get fully healthy. But, but barring that, everybody wants that initial game because you're ready to go. Yeah, and a handful of games, UCLA, Hawaii, Nebraska, and Illinois. Uh, I actually took the points with Illinois. Uh, okay. I saw our uh, you know, our colleague, uh, uh, Matt Humans mentioned that on, uh, on My Guys in the Desert as well. Um, I know Brad Evans, your guy, my guy, we love him. Uh, Illinois, a little, a little homer, but uh, I think with everything Illinois is bringing back and the uncertainty there, I just, Nebraska laying seven on the road, and I, you know, I follow your lead. You're talking about the dog pound. Hoo, hoo, hoo. So I just figured I'll take some points. Hey, you know, I'm, I think I'm leaning towards making a small money line bet on Illinois. Ooh. I mean, it's at home. That atmosphere is going to be as dynamic as any that the Illini probably will have all year because it's a new season. It's a new head coach. There's a lot of energy there that Brett Bielema could do the same thing in Champaign that he did as a head coach at University of Wisconsin. So, you have Nebraska on the road. They have some off-the-field issues going on on campus about illegal activities during COVID. So some turmoil there. If I'm going to play Illinois, I want to play them to win outright. They have enough returning pieces, and I think Lovey Smith recruited at a high enough level that they can win this game outright. So, so that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to root for them to have more points than the Cornhuskers at the end of this ballgame. Yeah, and I think the pressure, too. Nebraska, this is a make-or-break year. Uh, so I think Illinois might come out a little loose. 22 super seniors on that Illinois team. So we'll uh, we'll dive into that game a little bit more, uh, especially as the week goes on and when Brad Powers joins us. But uh, last night, Sean, um, you and I talked about betting on teams that have quarterback competitions. Now, it didn't work out ultimately because of the backdoor cover uh, if you ended up taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. I actually mentioned to you in a text message 
that with Gardner Minshew coming in the second half, I think I would take the points or I would uh, I would take the Jags in the second half. I did for a little, nothing too crazy. So that was nice to uh, to get that home. But, um, you know, seeing what Jameis was able to do last night was so impressive. And I know you don't look at stats. You just kind of look at big picture stuff, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's hard to overlook 9 of 10 uh, from Jameis Winston. And I know uh, Sean Payton came out after the game kind of, I don't know, kind of grumpy. Uh, didn't really want to say anything about uh, the quarterback competition. But at this point in time, uh, I just I find it hard to believe that Jameis doesn't win this job. And you can't really even say the argument that Taysom hasn't gotten his chance because he started week one in the preseason for New Orleans. Well, this is a delicate balance that Sean Payton is trying to walk, you know, because he needs Taysom Hill and the component that he mm-hmm. brings for this team to reach its fullest potential. He also knows that he has what I consider an MVP candidate in the 2021 NFL season in Jameis Winston. I think he's going to have that kind of season. But he doesn't want to alienate Taysom by just saying, yeah, Jameis has thoroughly outplayed him. He wants to keep Taysom confident because at some point, Taysom's going to be in the game. Hopefully it's not due to injury. Hopefully it's just the packaging that they've just uh, showed us the last couple years when Drew Brees was the head coach. But you want to keep Taysom confident. You want him feeling like not only can he go in and run the ball at quarterback, but if asked to throw it, that he can be successful doing that as well. So he's dancing a fine line here, but Jameis is going to be the opening day starter. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to have their hands full. You know, I think the Saints are going to be a lot better than people think, and a large part of that is going to be Jameis Winston. Well, and, you know, something you brought up um, a couple weeks ago was Michael Thomas. I brought that up as a massive concern uh, about the New Orleans Saints. And you said, ah, it doesn't worry me all that much. Uh, last night, Marquez Callaway had five catches for 104 yards and two touchdowns. Looked every bit the part of not Michael Thomas, but a, but a pretty darn good receiver. Um, you know, looking at what they had weapon-wise last night, and I recognize it's still a preseason game, So you, you but you're still seeing ones-on-ones, you know, seeing the emergence of a guy like Callaway last night. Uh, did that kind of just reaffirm what you had been saying a couple week ago, a, a weeks ago about not having Michael Thomas? Absolutely. You know, Juwan Johnson caught a big third-down catch early in the game. I think it was little Jordan Humphrey uh, from yeah. Texas that made some plays late, like, when you're Sean Payton and you've been as good as they've been on offense with as many different faces, you don't worry about those kind of things. They're going to get Michael Thomas back at some point. And think about this. Put this explosive performance in context. And, again, I know it's, you know, two things, the preseason and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we still haven't even seen Alvin Kamara and what he brings to this offense, the diversity, the explosiveness in the open field. Like, they will be fine. Like, I'm just – I've never seen Jameis as focused as he is now. I'm just telling you, and don't get caught up in the names. The production will be there from the skilled guys in New Orleans. You know what's funny, though, Sean? And I I know his, you know, the, yeah. He did some dumb things, as as many of us do in college, and not even like crazy dumb. Uh, obviously, the 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 grocery store thing, but you know, the getting on the table and yelling what he did, and he got suspended. I mean, that's a long time ago. The eating the W looked dumb, but who cares? I mean, it's so funny that the image of Jameis Winston, I feel like more so than most quarterbacks, has has been kind of dragged through the mud. And I don't know if it was the 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 thirty touch interceptions that he had two years ago, but you know, even just talking with casual sports fans, they just think he stinks. I'm like, he's a 
dude in his late 20s just sat behind Drew Brees and got to learn from him. I don't really fully understand, and I know yourself, and when we had Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal, I mean, both you guys are incredibly high on him, and I am too, to an extent. I just, it, it's it's fascinating to see a former number one pick, a Heisman Trophy winner, a national champion, just be thought of as an afterthought after, by the way, he did throw for 5,000 yards that year he threw those t- interceptions. You know, I think the issue that people have with Jameis is he makes them uncomfortable because he's not the traditional or typical quarterback. Jameis is from Bessemer, I think that's how you say it, Alabama, and he's never changed from that kid. And I mean, don't mean that in a bad way. I mean in a good way. He, he behaves and acts a certain kind of way. He's a happy person. I mean, how many times have you ever seen Jameis with a frown on his face? He's always smiling. He's always having a good time. I mean, he's a workaholic. He's always working on his craft. But he doesn't conform. When he talks at a press conference, he doesn't try and utilize, you know, a different dialect or, or kind of tonation. He just talks like he's from Alabama. When he dresses, he dresses like he's from Alabama. When he has fun, he dresses and has fun like he's from Alabama. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. There's just a unique miss about him that's so authentic because he's never changed. He's never gone on a press tour and tried to make people have a different image of who he is. He just said, I'm going to outwork the negativity. And that's what he's done. And I think what we have now is a young man that's super talented, that's also mature, that also has a whole lot of experience in this league that's about to have an unbelievable season. Well, you mentioned week one, and I think that's a really interesting game because um, I, I think you and I think similarly, and when I see a team, and initially I, I had my reservations, and I still do to an extent about New Orleans, um, but it makes me feel better that Jameis is playing this way because I thought this would be a terrible season if they had started Taysom Hill. But if they're going to go with Jameis and have the package for Taysom Hill, it gives me a different outlook on what to expect from Tam- uh, from New Orleans. And, and Sean, Looking at this, you know, Green Bay at New Orleans, I can tell you right now, the public is going to be doing cartwheels oh, to yeah. lay three On with Green Bay. Yeah. Oh, this is so Absolutely. easy. Oh, yeah. oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers, he's he's a, a new man, and he, he's so motivated. Maybe true, but we've seen teams go into New Orleans and, and struggle. And week one, this just feels like a – a really tricky spot. I talked about the Jaguars going to Houston. Going to Houston. Be careful. Be careful. If you're thinking about laying three with Green Bay here in week one, I would be very careful. Well, I can promise you this. This won't be the game I use in week one of the Survivor here at Circa. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you that. Because I'm, I'm just telling you, I can already fast forward to six minutes left in the fourth quarter. It'll be a tie ball game, probably somewhere in the mid-30s. And one team will have the ball, and if they score, that team covers. If the other team scores, that team covers. Like, these are two excellent quarterbacks that have a lot of experience, that both have renewed motivation towards this particular season, and this is the first game, uh, you know, of this 2021 season. I just – I wouldn't touch it. You know, I just watch it as a fan and and enjoy and appreciate the greatness that I'm going to be able to witness in this game. Yeah, I, I think you definitely have to stay away. But I, I think this is going to be a spot where the public is going to be oh, yeah. really excited to lay three points on the road. And, and 
you know, something that you mentioned about the Illinois game, you know, Illinois against Nebraska, this is going to be an opportunity, maybe the biggest spot for Illinois all season, national mm-hmm. television, their fans will be geeked up because it's a new atmosphere, a new era. I mean, New Orleans, one of the most crazy fan bases in all of football, and they haven't been to a game in, in you know, over a year. So I think that has to be weighed into two. I mean, that place is going to be on fire on on that Sunday afternoon. The home team always has an advantage in the NFL. That's why the baseline is minus three towards the home team. I guess where that doesn't concern me if I wanted to take Green Bay as much is because who Green Bay's quarterback is. You know, and there's a veteran team. This team looks very similar to the team that was in the NFC Championship game last season. You know, so a lot of experience there. So, again, it'll be energetic. I mean, it'll be emotional. You know, again, that home field advantage is going to, you know, give, you know, guys on the New Orleans Saints roster extra energy throughout the contest. But whoever wins, I don't know if that'll be, you know, as critical just because of the amount of experience on both teams. Now, if you tell me Jacksonville was coming to New Orleans, the spread could have been 15, and I would have laid the 15 because it's going to impact them. <laughs> That's why I'm telling people now the best bet of week one is Houston over Jacksonville. I'm telling you they will beat – the Texans will beat the Jaguars in week one. I will have at least one entry on my survivor that has Houston Texans checked in week one. And that's – and, and you know, I've been – I've been saying that for a while, not calling necessarily the outright upset, Sean, but a lot of people just circle where Houston's going to be. But from last night, and we'll get into the ramifications and the ETN injury, but you know what I did last night watching that game, Sean? I bet not once, but twice under six and a half wins for Jacksonville. Hmm. It's it's not a knock on, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence and what he can be, it is what he is right now. And when you're the worst team in football from a year ago, you win one game and their expectation is for you to win six more games than you did last year with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. Uh, Good luck on that. It's a lot. It's a lot to take. You know, a lot of things that have to go right. It's like if you bring someone to the South that's never had grits and that's all there is for breakfast. I mean, that's a rough morning for them. You know, Jacksonville's going to have a lot of those mornings this season. I think if they stay the course and stay patient, that it'll pay off down the line. But as far as the 2021 season, I just don't see this team having a lot of success. And it's really no one's fault. It's just some of the growing pains that you go through when you have this much youth, not only on the field, but on the sideline as well. You got to take your scrambled eggs and your bacon in the grits, put it all together, right? Yeah. A little uh-huh. cheese. Uh-huh. A little cheese in there, too. Yeah, fresh squeeze yeah. on we'll juice. That. Yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> now you're starting to live a little bit. <laughs> That's Sean. I'm Tim. Zach Wilson continues to impress, and it's showing on the odds board. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. here on the nightcap to murray in our my home studio tonight literally sean king over there literally in my home studio in the uh in the bowels of the murray home here and uh and sean king there at the beautiful circus sports book which is uh just moments a couple days away from getting to enjoy real live football early in the morning get your mimosas get your uh get your drink of choice for what 10 a.m. football uh, Pacific time with Illinois and Nebraska uh, over the past weekend. And uh, Sean, I, I, I'm not defending you. I just think people are allowed to change their mind. And two preseason games in, Zach Wilson's looked pretty good. Uh, you had an opinion on him uh, when it came to how he looked in college, and I thought that was fair. And I think it's changed a little bit, but he still hasn't played a regular season game. So I feel like everyone's all jumping on you for a for an apology uh, apologize maybe at the end of the season let's let's pump the brakes he's looked pretty good for two preseason games but i don't know man let's let i feel like the zach wilson uh uh mob is, is it's got to slow its roll just a little bit yeah they'll be okay i'm used to it i can handle it i'm a big boy <laughs> you know again i don't overreact during the preseason i acknowledge what i see but it doesn't generally change my opinion if that makes sense so I've been very candid about the fact that I think Zach Wilson has looked very composed. He's thrown the ball exceptionally well. However, it's still the preseason. So once I see those same characteristics throughout at least uh, one season in the NFL, then, you know, I'll come around and, and change my opinion. It's just like, you know, Trey Lance. You know, I'm not high on Trey Lance. If he comes out in 2021 and stinks it up in the first half of the season as the starter, but they stick with him and he plays better in the second half, then I'll acknowledge those areas where he improved and, and can build upon moving forward. So I'm not stubborn when it comes to these opinions. I'm very candid. I'm very fair. I'm very honest about, you know, what I think. And I think you have to be like that, especially with these quarterbacks. This isn't an exact science, you know, especially because so many people want and need different things, you know, but the one guy who I'd be shocked I mean, absolutely shocked if he isn't 
a above average quarterback right from the get-go game one of the regular season is Mac Jones that's why I had him rated number one and I think uh, with the way things are going with Cam Newton with I'm not exactly sure if Cam was in the wrong or not but obviously something in the COVID protocol you know wasn't correctly handled and he's going to miss some time and this is a terrible time to miss time because now they stop hearing your voice you know uh I learned this very early in life, Tim, out of sight, out of mind. As a quarterback, that's not what you want. You don't want someone else in there huddling up everybody after practice, breaking the team down, the guy in the first-team offense, making adjustments, making checks. You know, people get to hearing that smooth voice, and all of a sudden you're a background singer and you lost your lead role. So this will be an interesting little stretch, you know, for Cam as it pertains to who starts week one for the New England Patriots. Well, and I'm glad you said that because Michael Girardi from the NFL Network today tweeted out, per sources, there's a level of frustration internally with the way, with the Cam Newton situation. One important member of the organization believes this has, quote, opened a window of opportunity for rookie Mac Jones. The team practices today and then with the Giants tomorrow before Cam Newton can return. So before we hit a break here, uh, Zach Wilson's odds have dropped from 10 to 1 down to plus 750 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So he has the same odds now as Trey Lance. Mac Jones still hasn't moved the past couple of weeks. He's still sitting at 10 to 1. So does anything right now from what we've seen the first two weeks, Sean, change your opinion or look more appealing on the Rookie of the Year board? Because Mac Jones is, is starting to jump out to me a little bit. Uh, I'm still on Mac Jones as far as the quarterbacks go. You know, I just think he's the one that's in the most sound environment. He has enough weapons around him. You know, he has an experienced coach that's had a lot of success playing a young quarterback before. You know, but when I look at that board, I'm still hedging towards Jalen Waddle. I love how he's been mm -hmm. used in the uh, preseason so far. He's going to be a big part of that Miami offense if they're as successful as people think. So, you know, he's a guy to watch, kind of a dark horse on that board. But as the quarterbacks go, I love 10-1 to on Mac Jones. Yeah, and I think uh, if you like the wide receivers, now is kind of the time because all we're talking about out of these quarterbacks. So uh, still quarterbacks tend to win this award. Seven of the last, uh, I believe it's 12 have been quarterbacks the last two years. But um, yeah, Jalen Waddle, you know, sixth overall pick. He's going to be targeted quite a bit. Kyle Pitts, I think that value is gone now. Uh, but Mac Jones is intriguing there at 10 to 1, especially now if there's an opportunity for him to start as the quarterback, unfortunately, a rookie of the year will not be Travis Etienne. We will discuss that injury and the ramifications for the Jaguars. Up next, it is the nightcap here on Visa. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Now that the NFL preseason has kicked off two weeks in the books, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up. Beeson Pro Football Betting Guide. The guide is only $19.99, folks. Available now are experts. They provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets, unseason win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for your Beeson All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Head over to Beeson.com backslash subscribe it is an icap here on beeson follow me on twitter at one tim murray follow that handsome gentleman sean king former tampa bay buccaneer quarterback at real sean king on twitter sean king got some uh got some run in his rookie year who do you remember i'm putting you on the spot 1999 who won uh offensive rookie of the year do you recall Ooh, i want to say it was uh was it donovan yeah, sounds right. Um, I'll look it up right now. This is if not Donovan, I, I should have had, if, if not Dominic, yeah. then I would assume it was uh, Edron James or because I don't think Ricky Williams. Yeah, I would say I don't think Ricky Williams had a, had a good season as a rookie. It might have been it was might have been Edron James. Edron James. Yeah, yeah. Edron James in 1999. Like uh, he went from gold teeth to gold jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he went uh, fourth. Oh man, fourth overall. Uh, Mike Ditka traded his whole draft up with Washington to get up to five and ended up getting Ricky Williams at five. And Washington uh, and then, took uh, Champ Bailey. Uh, yeah. My draft was uh, yeah, Decent draft. And had a uh, a future VEASAN host. Who knew uh, would be in that draft? So uh, Sean King with us. And, you know, unfortunately on the rookie front, uh, you never like to see anything like this. Uh, Travis Etienne went out with an injury yesterday, Sean, and 
They had two first-round picks, the Jags did. Obviously, with number one, they went with uh, Trevor Lawrence. And then they drafted his, uh, his teammate, Travis Etienne, in the 20s, uh, 24th overall. And uh, he leaves uh, the game, and he's done for the year with a Liz Frank injury. And, you know, we were all kind of wondering, with the emergence of James Robinson last year, over 1,000 yards rushing, they go out, they get Carlos Hyde, and then they draft Travis Etienne in the first round. You're wondering, okay, you know, what is this running back situation going to look like? We talked to Brad Evans about uh, prop plays on, you know, total yards for James Robinson. And now it, it's unfortunately for the Jaguars kind of figured out uh, a little bit more of, of what that backfield will look like moving forward. But how big of a blow is this for the Jaguars? And just big picture. I mean, what we've seen from this Jaguars offense, uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been running for his life. It feels like every time he gets a snap. Well, the first thing that pops into my mind, and I don't have any information to back this up. This is just me being honest about what initially popped into my mind. Was he having issues prior to getting the season-ending injury last night? Because that's the only thing that makes any sense as to why you would hold out a rookie running back. I mean, in two games, he had a total of two carries. Like, normally a highly drafted rookie running back, look at Pittsburgh and how they played Najee. Like, they get reps. You know, you want them to get comfortable playing at this level, understanding the live reads from a blocking standpoint, learning leverage, understanding defensive line techniques, pre-snap, movement. Like, who am I reading on outside zone versus, versus inside zone? Like, all our gap scheme run game. Am I keying the backers? Am I following the puller? Like, all of these things that are unique to NFL run schemes – that's where they get that experience. So the fact that he had such a limited role in these first two games, I initially was like, okay, was his foot bothering him prior to this? And if it wasn't, big picture, this is a reason why you play your guys. I mean, this is a violent physical game. You cannot play a guy and, you know, all of a sudden he gets one snap like ATN and boom, now he's out for the season. So I don't understand the benefit or the reasoning behind not playing him prior to this more significantly, but I'm sad for the young man that he's injured um, and hoping that he has a full recovery coming back. You, you've said multiple times on this show in the NFL, you don't play the, the schedule game, mm -hmm. but I, I do want to take a look at the Jaguar schedule because everyone knows the situation. Urban Meyer is a first time NFL head coach, one of the greatest college coaches of all time, but it's a different game. Ask Steve Spurrier, ask Nick Saban. Uh, it's different in the NFL. Uh, ask Bobby Petrino. Um, so look at this schedule to start with the question marks that they have up front with a rookie quarterback who's going to no doubt take his lumps. You look at week one where you have predicted a loss against the Texans. I haven't gone that far, but I don't feel comfortable laying three with the Jaguars on the road. And then you're back home against the Broncos who – may not have a dynamic situation at quarterback, but we all know how studly that defense can be, especially now you, you add in a lockdown corner in Patrick Sertan. Cardinals at home. Then you go to the Bengals uh, on a short week. Uh, that's a Thursday nighter in Cincinnati. Then you're home to the Titans, home to the Dolphins, on the road to the Seahawks, home to the Bills, on the road at Indianapolis, home to the 49ers. I mean, that is a very challenging stretch all the way up to Thanksgiving. And honestly, I don't even think the Falcons is really that much of a breather with the offense that they can bring to the table. So 
I wasn't overreacting, Sean, to playing under six and a half wins. I, I think this team will be better, no doubt, from last year. However, um, they're going to take their lumps, man. And and six and a half wins is, is, is a pretty lofty expectation, in my opinion, for the Jaguars, knowing that they've had a lot of holes to figure out, and they've got a first-time head coach in the NFL and a rookie quarterback. When I look at that schedule, here's what I see. There'll be three games where they'll have as much talent as the opposing team. Now, does that mean that they can't win other games or that they're guaranteed to win those three games? No, but there's a talent deficiency in Jacksonville that's not going to get fixed this season. It takes time. I think a new GM and a new head coach should always get two free agent periods and two full drafts to overhaul and change the talent on a particular ball club. You know, but the issue is they just don't have the horses currently that other teams in this league have. And from a quarterback standpoint, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have every opportunity to be an outstanding player, but he's going to go through growing pains this season. You know, so it's just one of those deals where patience is going to have to be shown. You know, I definitely would lean the under. You know, imagine if Shark, you know, isn't 100% or gets hurt. I mean, now they're super limited as far as even having any explosiveness at wide receiver. So, not going to be great on defense. Lost their best or most talented running back, if not best. Young rookie quarterback, young rookie head coach. Be a long season in Jacksonville, unfortunately. Yeah, they're going to take their lumps, and and they can go 5-12, and 12 and it would be a step in the right direction. But for them to be expecting to go 7-10, to 10, with that schedule seems like pretty lofty expectations. Well, the Clemson Tigers always have lofty expectations, even losing Lawrence Etienne. We'll discuss some Clemson Tiger and ACC football on the other side here on the Nightcap. Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes and Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Find out more, head over to Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on Beeson. Bases loaded down in Atlanta. Never easy with this Yankees bullpen. Uh, as uh, Sean, you are keeping an eye on this one as well. Your Rays were able to come home, so that's good news for you. Solid ball club. Yankees are rock solid <laughs> except for the back end of that bullpen. Specifically, one Mr. Chapman. I mean, he always makes it interesting. Yeah. And he certainly does. Uh, the fun thing about this show, with me being at home and Sean being in studio, uh, my TV is like on a 30-second delay. So he'll know before I do. But uh, let's waste no more time. We continue our preview of conferences around the country. And tonight, it is the ACC. And we bring in Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, at RTD underscore Mike Barber. He's been covering this league for quite some time. And Mike, when you look at Clemson, they are the favorites. They've won this division uh, for a conference, I should say, for over, what, a half decade. I think it's six straight years they've won the ACC. Uh, you lose ETN. You lose Lawrence. Uh, you lose a, a lot of talent. But they have a stacked defensive line, great linebackers. DJ Uyunglele was a five-star recruit, played two games last year. Uh, I know there's a lot of ex- high expectations for Will Shipley. Uh, Clemson's kind of in that reload, not rebuild mode uh, that you see with Alabama. So when you look at Clemson, um, 
they miss UNC and Miami in the uh, in the regular season. Is there any way that Clemson isn't playing in the ACC championship and winning this Atlantic Division? And it's really hard to to imagine a path where we don't end up with, with Clemson uh, atop the Atlantic and then probably atop the ACC. Now, I'm big on North Carolina State this year. Uh, I think their defense is loaded. I think their offense has a lot of pieces. Um, I'm about as high as you can be on NC State, and I still don't see them uh, upending Clemson. So that kind of tells you uh, where things sit. I, I think, you know, Clemson defensively, I think they're going to look different, right? Like, I think they're going to be a defense first team. Um, but I think by midseason, we're going to realize just how good DJ is, just how good Shipley is. I think Justin Ross coming back uh, at receiver. Um, I think Clemson's going to be Clemson by about week four or five. And I think Clemson's defense is going to be more than enough um, to kind of get them through the early part. I'm so, I'm sorry, Tim. Hey, Mike Barber, uh, Sean King here. I'm going to play devil's advocate right quick with you. And you tell me concern or no concern. I think the quarterback position from a starting standpoint, uh, DJ proved that he's an outstanding talent. However, his backup is a walk-on. No depth there. Uh, Tayson, was it his Achilles that he tore? Mm-hmm. Um, at wide receiver, everyone talks about Justin Ross coming back. No-brainer first-round pick if he's healthy. But he's not coming back from a ACL or a broken bone. He's coming back from a spinal injury. Leading returning receiver from last year, only had 27 catches. That's a tight end, Brandon Galloway. They lose Mike Jones, who transferred to LSU. They lose Darion Kendrick, who transferred to University of Georgia. Now it's Pickney to Minnesota. I don't think the two safeties, even though they're great tacklers, have a lot of elite top-end speed. So a lot of people, in my opinion, are basing that defensive dominance on the front, which Reese and that crew are outstanding. Tell me, are these concerns that could pop up in a year if maybe they have some injuries like last year? And this is kind of why I think it's a regression year for Clemson in some ways. Tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah, Sean, I don't know that you're wrong. I think that if you're saying to me, hey, Clemson isn't going to stay healthy this year, is this year's team built to, to survive that? I think you make a great point. I think a couple key injuries at spots could make Clemson um, certainly slide back to the pack. Um, now, if they stay healthy, their first 11, I feel really good about. Um, I feel really good about that defense. Yeah, and a lot of it is based certainly on how good that front can be. You know, we saw a few years ago when they had all NFL draft picks at, at their defensive line and just how disruptive that was. But, I mean, if you think about Clemson and what they've got to do, and, you know, everybody looks at that Georgia game, well, they're going to be healthy for that Georgia game. And um, after that, I, I think you're going to see them kind of develop depth in the season. Um, obviously, they've recruited extremely well. There's a ton of talent. Um, but, yeah, if you tell me, hey, Clemson's going to suffer some key injuries in the month of September, uh, do I think they're a lock to win the ACC? Yeah, that changes things in a hurry. Well, the team, Mike, that a lot of people are expecting to really challenge Clemson, uh, they don't play this year in the regular season, and that's North Carolina. Preseason top 10 ranking for the Tar Heels. Coming off an 8-4 and four year, Sam Howell is back, a legitimate Heisman Trophy contender. And I know the positives for this team. You have a elite quarterback, which not a lot of teams entering this year know that they have on their side. You've got an offensive line with 111 combined starts. So that's a positive. 
Uh, all but one starter returning defensively for Jay Bateman's squad. That said, their top defensive player, Chaz Surratt, is gone. And then you look at the playmakers in Diami Brown, gone. Daz Newsome, gone. Michael Carter, gone. Javante Williams, gone. So a lot of weapons for UNC, which made them so dynamic offensively, are gone. Uh, Mike, I know a team that you cover very closely. Virginia Tech gets an opportunity to host UNC to start the year on that Friday night down at Lane Stadium. Where are you on North Carolina? Because I can't get a full read. I think some people are going way overboard uh, with this team, but also some people are saying that, you know, the loss of those skill position players are, maybe they can overcome that with the way that Mac Brown's been recruiting. Yeah, you know, I think certainly they, they can overcome it, but I think you're right. You know, I, I had them, I think at 14 in my preseason AP top 25 ballot, and um, I heard from their fans who felt like um, I had somehow spiked <laughs> even though I had the top 15 team, which I'll never understand. I mean, um, you know, if you're up there, you're up there, but, but they felt slighted. And, you know, they have some players who we've seen do some nice things um, at the receiver position. When you think about Bo Corrales or you think about Josh Downs, who I think is only a sophomore, and uh, Diami Brown's brother um, is in that group. Who, who I think they have talent there, but, yeah, Kind of like we're saying with Clemson, it's going to be really interesting. And for me personally, I cover Virginia Tech and UVA. I'm going to see Carolina twice before we get to October. Um, I'm going to know a lot about what the Tar Heels have or don't have. Um, I do think that with Sam Howell and that offensive line, um, they'll be able to be fine offensively. I think the offensive line is going to make it easy for Howell. I think Howell is an unbelievable talent, tremendous poise. I think he's that kind of quarterback. Uh, that can kind of dissect a defense and, and make make throws where you don't need to have your receivers getting themselves open. He can uh, throw them open in some respects. Um, and then I think those kids will develop as the year goes on and, and become an offensive juggernaut. But, yeah, early on, it doesn't, wouldn't surprise me if this is a team that uh, lives and dies with its defense and with Sam Howell making some you know great throws or, or great drives to, to win games. And this isn't a slight as we talk to Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatch on the rest of the Coastal Division, which has been as unpredictable as any division in college football the past decade or so. Uh, but it feels like October 16th is going to be really the determining factor of who plays Clemson in all likelihood in the ACC championship, Mike. So who do you think ultimately comes out of the Coastal? Is it UNC or is it Miami? I, I do think it's UNC. Uh, again, I, I think that having that quarterback uh, like Howell with that offensive line is such a valuable combination. Now, you know, with De'Aaron King and, and what Miami has, they've got a lot of talent, a lot of explosive players, as we kind of always expect from the U. I, I think um, they're going to be right there. And, and it's going to be really interesting as the year goes on, because if you're an ACC fan, you're always wondering, is North Carolina, let's say North Carolina wins the Coastal, we think they're the best team. Is North Carolina closer to Clemson? or are they closer to the rest of the mess that is the Coastal? And that remains to be seen. And my guess is that they are still closer to the rest of the mess uh, than they are to being that elite kind of program. Now, what we were talking about with Sean, there's a couple injuries and Clemson slides back a little, uh, and North Carolina, if those young receivers put it together, um, maybe they close the gap with both teams kind of moving the opposite direction. But um, right now, to me, yeah, Carolina's the – the class of the Coastal, but if you're betting on the Coastal division, uh, you're probably out of your mind. 
because nobody is consistent, <laughs> nobody is dependable. Um, it's just it's not where you want to make your money. I mean, you, you just you can't trust teams in the ACC Coastal. Uh, Mike Barber here on the nightcap. Let's big picture for a second in this conference. You know, Sam Howell, Derek King, you know, DJ at Clemson, they get all of the press. But there's some other good quarterbacks in, in this conference. So Devin Leary comes back for NC State from his broken leg. Uh, Phil Jerkovic is back at Boston College. Looks like Mackenzie Milton is going to be the starter at Florida State. Are one of those three guys, or is there someone else going to be the quarterback that kind of leads his team to overachieve this upcoming season? Yeah, I love Milton. I mean, the last time we saw him healthy, he was captivating all of college football. Uh, but the guy that I don't understand why we don't talk about more is Kenny Pickett. I mean, Kenny Pickett, when he's on, um, and especially I've seen him on a few times because I've seen uh, Virginia and Virginia Tech essentially play off of receivers, and, and he kind of picked them apart with, with short and mid-range throws. To me, Kenny Pickett is the kind of guy who can win a lot of college games. I'm not saying he's a better physical specimen than DJ or a better polished passer than Sam Howell, but I'm saying Kenny Pickett's going to win some games at Pittsburgh, and the guy's been doing it for 12 years now, it feels like, and I don't think people give him the respect he deserves in that group. He's not dynamic and exciting, but I think Kenny Pickett is the yeah. guy to keep an eye on. Mike, great stuff. Really appreciate the insight, and uh, certainly we'll be picking your brain as we get into the season. Thanks for having me. There he is, Mike Barber, Richmond Times Dispatch at RTD underscore Mike Barber on Twitter. Sean King over there at the Circus Sportsbook. Tim Murray, home side tonight. Our good friend George Shahuri, top of the hour from Pro Football Focus. Stick around, it's the nightcap here on Visa. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.